0: Welcome to another edition of the Baseball America Podcast. I'm J.J. Cooper, joined here by Matt Eddy, and we're talking Minor League Player of the Year. If you've gone to our website today, you've, you've already seen it probably. If you haven't, we're going to let you know right now. <laughs> Minor League Player of the Year, Will Myers, outfielder slash third baseman, hard to believe I'm saying that, but slash third baseman for the Royals, is our player the Minor League Player of the Year. We're going to talk about Will, obviously, on this podcast, but we're also going to probably talk as much about how we came to the decision and we'll have even have maybe a little debate on it because i was one of the ones who voted for will myers matt Eddy voted for someone else someone else <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll start it off that way though so matt take us through if you would kind of the final candidates who all did we consider and kind of who were the uh the last couple of candidates standing uh, besides will myers
1: well as it turned out the uh our top three finalists all began the year in the texas league actually crazy Uh, will myers we mentioned uh, the royals uh, right fielder center fielder uh the runner-up in the voting was uh, jerickson profar of the rangers the shortstop with frisco and um not far behind if 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 in fact keeping pace with the other two is oscar tavares of the cardinals right also played center field who maybe profiles more as a right fielder but you know he's getting the job done
0: right and I think you probably say that that's the similarity that him and Will Myers both have. Is both are seen probably long term as a right fielder, but have played some a good bit of center this year. Um, if you're going on the deeper cuts, the other guys that I would say like at least started in the conversation. Really, I'd say the only pitcher. Uh, I'd say the pitchers we kind of looked at like pretty quickly. It's like okay, no, no, no. Dan Straley, I think if Dan Straley had stayed in the minors the entire season. He, I don't think he'd have won it, but he'd have definitely been in the consideration. The problem for Scraggley was he got called up early enough that it's like, okay, well, his minor league numbers have stopped. He was leading the minors in strikeouts. He was on a a really impressive strikeout rate, Mm -hmm. but he ended up with 179 strikeouts. Really good season, but the fact that he could not add to those numbers, major league numbers don't help you as far as our minor league player of the year. Kind of dropped him out of the, the the running pretty quickly. We did mention, we talked about Billy Hamilton having the minor league all-time steals record is, is very impressive. He didn't just do that. He also did hit for average, got on base as well, plays shortstop. Doesn't play shortstop as well as profile, but plays shortstop, you know, premium position. But the reality is is that he kind of dropped off because you look at it and it's like you, know, you have to give a whole lot of value to the Steels to say that he would edge pro far if you're comparing shortstop to shortstop when you consider that pro far is younger, played the full season at double A, Hamilton played half a season at double A. It a uh, Steele's record is nice, but the reality is, is that it was gonna be hard for him to edge pro far. I'm trying to think, was there anyone else who even
1: Yeah, I was thinking, you know, the top prospect arms like Garrett Cole and Jameson Tayo and Zach Wheeler, you know, they were great, they were very, very effective, but probably not Seasons loud enough to be considered right. Player of the year. When,
0: when you think of a pitcher getting Player of the Year, Matt Moore last year. Mm-hmm. You know we ended up. I mean that was a very close. Matt Moore finished I think second in the minors in strikeouts last year. Very good ERA at AAA. You know, young for the league in AAA. Got edged out by you know a guy named Trout who's who's <laughs> a little okay. You know he's okay himself, but um, but I don't think anyone had a Matt Moore year this year. Not I, don't,
1: I don't think so either. Yeah. When you look at the top pitcher who pitched in AAA, it's probably Tyler Skaggs, Trevor Bauer. I don't know. Um,
0: and neither, I mean, they're, Matt Harvey. I, I was gonna say Skaggs and, and Bauer had to pitch in Reno, which is. Uh, I
1: know they should get extra credit.
0: I was gonna say if you have an ERA under <laughs> seven, there you pitch pretty well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there was any pitcher. It was a, usually it's we. Usually, it's kind of easy to break it down, okay, who's our top pitching candidate, who's our top hitting candidate, and kind of look at it that way. What this year really was, is was like, okay, who's our top pitching candidate? Straley? He's not adding to his numbers. It was a it was a very, it was a very great year, <laughs> but also, is Dan Straley the, you know, because prospect status does play a part in this, is Dan Straley the prospect that Will Myers jerks and Profar pro Oscar Tavares is? Well, no. <laughs> um... And so that kind of dropped off. It's like, okay, so we're stopping. We're not really discussing pitchers at this point. And then it ended up being kind of a an interesting three-way, three guys chasing each other's tail kind of as we talked through this because it came down to kind of breaking it down. You have Myers, who played half the season in, well, a month and a half in double-A and then the rest of the season in triple-A at 21. Mm-hmm. You have Profar, who played the full season in double-A, essentially as a 19-year-old, if I remember correctly. don't mm-hmm. have the age in front of me. I think it's right. 19, yep. And then Tavares, who played the whole year in Double A as a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so we at one point with the argument, it was, okay, well, Myers has had a better year offensively than Profar overall, especially with the power, and he ended up doing most of the damage at a higher level than Profar, but then, you know what? Profar plays a premium position, but also Profar is two years younger, and mm-hmm. he did it in AA. Very young for the Texas League. And yeah. there was some argument there for Profar. Which
1: yeah, I, from what I'm told, I cast the lone dissenting vote for Profar. Um, my reason for that was, was just context. As you mentioned, he's two years younger than Myers, uh, plays the most defending, uh, demanding non catcher position on the Diamond. Uh, he actually plays it, plays, well. plays it well. I was going to say he's, he, he made he made more plays per game than all but five other AA shortstops. Uh, he skipped high A without any transition transitionary period, and he finished strong too. Something the Myers did not do. Myers really tailed off, whereas Profar continued to hit well down the stretch.
0: That was the argument for Profar. Now my interesting counterargument <laughs> to that became like, well, the problem I have with that though is is that if you're going to give it to a guy who spent the whole year in the Texas League, I think you might have to give it to Tavares because. He's a year older, plays a less demanding position, but he had a better year mm-hmm. – I mean, a significantly, I would argue, a significantly better year offensively than Profar did, mm-hmm. and which becomes an interesting three-way cycle. It's like, okay, I can see the argument for Profar and how he might trump Myers, but then the problem is, is that does Tavares trump Profar? But then when you do that, then the argument goes, well, Tavares is not that much younger than Myers. They played – the first month and a half at the same level, then Myers went up to a higher level, only a little bit older than Tavares. And you could argue that Tavares' year, when you throw in the Triple A context and all, is no better than Myers, that Myers may have had a better year. And then it gets all confused. It was a, The best way to put it is this, it was a difficult debate. I mean, it's a – I don't think you're going to go wrong. Any one of those three guys would have been a very – we actually wrote about if you'll – in, you know, you've know, you got the digital edition of the, uh, of the magazine, or again, on the website, we're, we're putting it up there so you can see it. Uh, we wrote about all three because we found all three of the years interesting. And also, I think that our way to put it is is that these three guys, if you're talking about position prospects in the minors, you, you, they're all going to be on the short list for the best position prospects in the minors, <laughs> safe to say. But
1: maybe the three best guys, Trout, Harper, and Machado, are all in the big leagues, and yeah. all younger than these guys <laughs> That's the crazy part. Except profile.
0: yeah, that that is the crazy part. But uh, <laughs> but I, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. So who do you think, long-term, is going to be the best major leaguer out of this group?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I've been saying. I, it would not surprise me at all if Oscar Tavares was the best offensive player of this group. I don't think he's going to have profiles overall value, but it would not surprise me if he's a better uh, offensive player than Will Myers.
0: I, it would not surprise me at all either because I do think, like, looking at it, you know, the the big thing I think that Tavares has done. There's two big things that he's done this year. One is he just keeps getting bigger. Mm-hmm. He's now I think I remember him saying at the futures game that he's now about 20 pounds more than he was a year and a half two years ago. Which
1: I saw him in the A.P. League in 2010. Yeah, he was he was pretty thin. You know, he's, he, he's
0: a lot thicker now, and that thic- that thickness has turned into strength. So you've got that, and then you've got he has definitely become more well-rounded. More well-rounded as a player. He's He's still a hitter who does the other things okay, but he's better defensively than he was a year ago. He's better on the base pass than he was a year ago. Again, I wouldn't say yet that you could really say that he has any defensively or on the base pass. I'd say he's average at best right now, and that's at best. I mean, he still has some problems on routes at times. On the base pass, he's okay, but he's not getting picked off just from inattention like he was last year, but it's still a point of emphasis he needs to have. But I do think, if you say long-term, the thing that jumps out with him is, is that there are very few players who can take as powerful and as violent a swing as he does and, and square up impact. the baseball time amazing. and time he's again. He's
1: striking out less than 10% of plate appearances versus right-handed pitchers. And, he, and no one
0: takes a bigger hack. The best way I can describe it, you know, hashtag not a scout here. But uh, <laughs> uh, the best way I can describe it is think Pedroia-esque hack. I mean, because Dustin Pedroia is the guy that jumps out to me as a guy who who swings from, it feels like swinging from his heels every time, and he manages to square up the baseball anyway.
1: Yep.
0: Oscar Tavares does that. The difference being that Dustin Pedroya does that, and he's a very, you know, he's small. Well,
1: I mean, half, half the size.
0: Oscar Tavares <laughs> is taking those cuts, but he's also massive. I mean, he's a, he's a much bigger man. And you combine that hand-eye, because that's what, I mean, you you hear it too often. Well, this guy's Vladimir Guerrero-esque. He can hit a ball that's bounced up to the plate, or he can hit a ball over his head. I'm not going to go that far, but Oscar Tavares has some of that skill that wherever you throw it, and our story that Kerry Buer wrote for us on this made it a point. It's like, if you try to, hey, I'm going to throw it, I'm going to pitch away from Tavares. I'm going to not throw strikes to him. That doesn't mean he's not <laughs> going to get a hit off of you.
1: It's really hard to throw an 0-2 waste pitch to Oscar Tavares.
0: Right. And that's long-term. Again, any one of these three guys, like, I think that Jerks and Profar is probably going to have the best long-term career. If you said right now who's my number one prospect in, in baseball, to me it's, Jerks and, you know, it's, it's probably Jerks and Profar or Bundy. It's one of those two. I think Profar, the key thing being the, the, the thing we don't know is, is he going to get to stay at shortstop? If he gets to stay at shortstop, because he's an excellent shortstop, if he, gets, if he has to move from shortstop, it's not going to be in any way, shape, or form because he can't handle shortstop. It's going to be simply because, well, hey, we have Elvis Andrus at short. We've got Ian Kinsler locked up at second. We've got Adrian Beltre backed up by Michael at third. So if they, unless the Rangers make a move... Really, the the most logical spot for him to play to help them out is going to be center field. If he ends if he ends up being a center fielder and he doesn't get to move back to shortstop, well, that would take that would hurt his value, just from the standpoint of short center field is a valuable position. But if you have got a guy who can play shortstop, you want him playing shortstop.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure he's a true blazing runner either. Like right. somebody you would think of I think covering he could, a ton of ground. I think he could handle he could center. Be, yeah, yeah, I think
0: he'd be fine in center field. But but that would affect his value. And but that, again, that's not a knock against Will Myers. We just we have the stat we have with the uh, the package that you know the player of the year package that jumps out. Will Myers' season. We're recording this on a Friday. Season's not over yet. Will Myers has 36 home runs. You don't hit guys. Don't hit 36 home runs above A ball at at his age. It just doesn't happen. I mean, that's <laughs> we we went back and checked ten guys in the last 50 years. And really, if I said. I could also say seven guys in the last 48 years. There was something really wonky in El Paso in 1963, which had three guys <laughs> under the age of Who 21. were some of the
1: contemporary names on that list?
0: Mike Moustakis is on that list. Oh, um, uh, boy. I should remember more of these. Mike Moustakis.
1: There have not been. I remember seeing Jose Canseco, 86. Jose Canseco, maybe?
0: 85. 85
1: Huntsville, 85, Huntsville,
0: and. Huntsville and did it. Um. There there's not a lot of contemporary names on there. Uh there maybe a Ron Kittle in there, if I remember right. But there's not a lot of guys the majority of guys are, are who've done it are either done or almost done with their big league careers. Mustakas is the most recent name that stands out. Um, fittingly he did it in Omaha too. I mean that's you know, that's and the same year he did that, he didn't get called up in September, and it sounds like there's a pretty good chance that Myers may not get called up in September either. So. Different
1: park, though, right? Was then play playing Rosenblatt? Yeah,
0: he, well, not yeah. So yeah, so it is. It's a different park. That's kind of weird. Same town, different park, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and you know, but what Myers did this year, and I, you know, we're, we're not denigrating Myers anyway. When we say that Profar and Tavares may end up having better careers, I think Will Myers is going to have a, a really excellent career too. He has. He, this year, he made a conscious effort to hit for more power, and he made a trade-off Because he's been a guy, never struck out at the low rate that Tavares does, but he's been a guy, not many strikeouts, good number of walks, high average, a lot of doubles guy before this year. Last year it was a bad year, but before that, like his breakout year he had two years ago was a high average, some pop, you know, not many strikeouts. This year, he said to me in an interview for the story, he said, they're going to have me batting three, 3, 4, or 5. They want me to hit more than 10 home runs. And he was his career high in homers before this year was 14. He made a conscious decision. I'm, I've got power in there. I'm going to hit for more power. I'm going to be more aggressive. I'm going to look to drive the ball more. I'm going to be a little less. I'm going to let take less of a, a two-strike approach when I get to two strikes. If i got a chance, I'm still going to you know hit the ball out. And what we saw with that is strikeouts are up significantly over what he's done in the past. The power is also up dramatically over what we've done in the past. And what's interesting with that is is that, I don't want to say it's like a dial, but I do think there is a certain amount of, Will Myers can do either one for you. If you want him to be kind of, I mean, if he ends up for some reason batting two-hole you know, down the fu- in the future, I do think that he has the ability, the hand-eye, the, the hand-eye coordination, the knowledge of the strike zones, you said, okay, we want you to go out and be kind of more of a 290, 300, 350, 400 guy. You know, he can do that. Maybe even 370, 400, 450 guy. Um, Or if you say, you're batting the middle order, we really want you to emphasize power, he could be that guy who hits 30-plus home runs. So he has that ability to kind of do either one. The thing that I think stands out to us about Tavares is, is that I think we both feel like that Tavares is going to do both just he's going to hit for average and power and
1: certainly against right-handers you know like all young lefty power hitters, he's got to prove that you know he doesn't get loogied to death in late and close games right because if he's batting in the middle of the cardinals lineup all he's going to see is lefty relievers in tight spots that's true and um i don't know about the balance of starting pitchers in that division but
0: well we know this for at least <laughs> if, if he comes up with them you know at least if he's facing the reds and it comes into the ninth inning you know who he's facing. Oh yeah. But <laughs> thing with that is is it doesn't matter if you're lefty or righty, it's just not fair if you're <laughs> facing a role as Chapman. But I sure don't want to be a lefty facing a role as Chapman. But uh but what you know one of the things that we also that's interesting with this, like i am trying to explain how we pick our minor league player of the year. We do one of the things that is important is is to understand this is that it's not just who had the best year in the minors. Mm-hmm. It it is it's a prospect. The prospect who had the best year. We want that when we look back at it ten years from now. We're really glad that Mike Trout was the guy we picked last year. We yep. wanted to look <laughs> back and go, "Hey, that stands out." Because it, it, so, if you're if you're wondering, Darren Ruff, most amazing month I've seen in a long time. Darren Ruff wasn't in the discussion for this. I know his surge came a little late for it, but the reality is is that. Darren, Ruff, uh, Darren Ruff's not going to win our, our minor league player of the year award. It's just not going to happen, right?
1: No, you can look for him in the Phillies lineup maybe against uh, Mike Miner and John Neese next year, but
0: um,
1: <laughs> I don't know he's going to be a star on, on quite the level of right, these and, other guys.
0: and that's what we're trying to, you know, the, the way I'm just trying to explain it is, is that, so I, I know I'm sure we'll get some questions, hey, did you consider this guy, did you consider that guy? And it's not just who had the best year in the minors. Um, because, and it's not even who had the best, you know, it's, it is that it's a combination of, I remember one of the first years that I was involved here in it was, you know, was the year Jeremy Reed hit, uh, almost 400. Oh, three. Yeah. And really what it came down to at the time was it's like, look, if you said who's had the best year in the minors this year, you could probably say it's Jeremy Reed. Do we think Jeremy Reed is going to have the lasting staying power in the big leagues? No. And so Jeremy Reed wasn't our minor league player of the year. There is a certain amount of imprint that we're putting on it that we think that whoever we pick as minor league player of the year is going to have a lasting big league career. And if you go back and look at the list of minor league players of the year we've had.
1: who is our worst one? John Rauch. John Rauch, yeah.
0: I mean, Jeff Francis has been hurt. But Jeff Francis at peak was was pretty good.
1: Yeah, he pitched for a World Series
0: team. John Rauch has had a long career. I mean, he's just, but he's never been that. It was a bad year that year. Um, you know, I mean, if you said
1: who... I think I think Delmon Young has not met expectations. Right, Delmon Young. We named him one year, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Delmon
0: Young is definitely in the uh, the Hall of uh, Not-So-Good uh, out of uh, minor players year. Greg Jeffries won it twice. <laughs> uh, but Oops. the funny thing is that but Greg Jeffries was, I mean, he flamed out pretty, but he was actually a pretty useful player
1: at his Yeah, best. he was, was the first baseman for, like, the Tigers and Phillies, right? Right, I you know. cause you've never that dynamic second baseman. No,
0: no, the the defense never really came along as as it should. But and obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't work out that well for him in New York. And uh, <laughs> note for uh, for developing players, if you're having a hard time and they're booing you, don't write a letter to WFAN telling <laughs> please stop booing me because it's just gonna make it worse. <laughs> um, but you know, but yeah, Greg Jeffries was a two-time uh, minor league player of the year. He probably has had, but. I mean, there's a lot of guys on that list who really kind of stand out. And, again, last year, Mike Trout, that that one kind of stands out just from the standpoint of unbelievable. He's (laughs) just he's amazing. But congratulations again to Will Myers, our 2012 Minor League Player of the Year, and thank all of you for the download here on the Baseball America podcast. We'll be back next week with maybe a little minor league playoff talk, talk a little prospects that are playing in the minor league playoffs and, and kind of what's going on all around the minors. So thanks again for the download. We'll see you again next week.